Pastors are notorious for not wanting to talk about how much money they make. And if I've heard it once, I've heard it a hundred times. I'm not in it for the money. And we're glad they're not in it for the money. But the reality is churches need to pay attention to how they pay their pastor and to do it well. That's exactly what we're going to talk about in this particular episode. So stay tuned. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. You know, over the years of my career, I've had the privilege of serving two really great churches. And uh, as part of what we would do every fall, uh, generally October, November, uh, we would talk about the compensation uh, that we would want to set for the entire staff, but specifically the lead pastor. And uh, this always became a, um, a discussion point. It was, it was, it was honestly never a, a tension point, but it was a point that, uh, that pastors are frequently just not comfortable talking about the subject. You know, they're not in it for the money and so on and so on. But right. my role as the administrator, administrative pastor, was to help bring things to the table yeah. that would help the board, help the pastor, help the team be able to move forward. And so we used a, a couple of instruments primarily over those years, uh, the, ch- the church law and tax report, Richard Hammer, uh, we'll talk about it here in a second, and uh, ministry pay. But merging those two together really helped us not have anybody's opinion involved as to what the pastor's compensation would be. And that's really what you want. Yeah. You want to be sure you're moving away from opinion and you're dealing with what the market bears, which is kind of an odd term sometimes for churches to use. But that's what we did. And it ha- served us well for really for decades in helping set compensation yeah. for pastors. Yeah. So we want to jump into that here today and talk about the nuts and bolts and the nuances of how you can set the compensation for your pastor and do it in an honorable way. Yeah, and one of the things we're going to be covering in this episode today is how to navigate that discussion, which, as you mentioned, is so tricky for pastors. Right. But if, as we, we talk through this today, we'll find out, hey, we, we can do this, you can do this in a way that isn't uh, hard, it isn't awkward, and it's going to be helpful. Reduces the tension. Yeah, yeah. So just all the way around, it's yep. going to be very, very helpful. Yep. So, Dick, why don't you jump in and give us uh, some of the the thoughts that you have on how to navigate this tricky subject? Well, the very first thing to do is to obtain comparative data, um, because you're sitting there going, "Well, I don't. Know, what what should we pay our pastor?" Well. There is data out there. There's research out there, and there's a couple of major sources that I still use when I'm doing consulting with with pastors. I just did it for a church here uh, three or four weeks ago from the time of this recording and help them navigate um, what the market says. Now, uh, the very first one is the church law and tax uh, report. And uh, we'll have the website there. Where, where do we put that website? We put the website there on the uh, in the notes. Yep, Is that where that's going to be yep. available? So you can just go to that website. And um, th- this is Richard Hammer uh, compiles this information of churches all across the country. And what you'll do in this report, well, uh, and, the, and the other report, the other one is ministry pay. Now, ministry pay is a web-based um, uh, tool that you pay a nominal annual membership for, and you go in there and you put in your data. You put put in size of the church, put in um, region of the country, uh, budget, and um, 
and and what kind of a community? Yeah, and then and then there, I love well the, one of the things I love about this one is you can you can go uh, as detailed as you want. Right. I mean, you can talk about a specific role. So if you have a student pastor, you can do it that. Obviously, for the lead pastor, right. you can. And so it breaks it up and it takes the data from all the churches that have submitted data to this uh, to ministry page. So that way, it's pulling all this data of what's really happening in churches. And and um, when you do this with ministry pay, sometimes you'll get a sampling because it'll show you how many actually were part of that survey. Yeah. And, you know, if you get a sampling of two or three, that's not a big enough sampling. Yeah. So you can expand. That's the advantage of the web base. Yes. You can expand, say your church is running, uh, pick a number, is running 500. And you put in 500. Well, you may need to go to 400. Uh, you may rather than say 500, you need to say 300 to 700 in order to to, to broaden your um, your um, your sampling. Anyway, you pull all that together, and then I would merge those. I had a formula that I did where I took what came out of Richard Hammer's document, what came out of Ministry Pay, I put them on a, a comp- compilation uh, page. You can, of course, you can if you're an Excel guru, you know how to do this and pull this together. So you literally have a uh, a specific number that you're targeting that's not your opinion. It's yeah. not the board's opinion. It's nobody's opinion. It's data yeah. of other churches. Well, and I want to interject on that because the numbers don't lie. Right. And the important thing about obtaining comparative data is you have facts. Right. And, and you know, I'm just a big fan of let's get to the facts. facts. Let's not talk about opinion or something that's subjective or something that's just perception. We have to go to the facts, and the facts are what the numbers say. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why it's just so helpful. Now, let me ask a quick question on this. Yeah. Is this for U.S. Uh, churches only? Yes, this is for U.S. churches. Uh, uh, certainly, Canadian churches could use it and be fairly close. Uh, I'm just not sure. I, I think if you're in the UK or Australia, uh, other countries, yeah. you, you're going to need to make your adjustments accordingly. Uh, I really wish I had a better uh, handle on that. Maybe that'll be something we'll work on here in the future. But Well, no, but that's good just to clarify. It that certainly would work be... for Nor- uh, US and Canada. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Okay. So then as you're doing this, you're pulling the data together. Then the, the second thing you want to talk about is how do you determine where the pastor's salary should be right. in comparison to all of this. Right, because what you're going to find in, um, you're going to find in um, uh, the Richard Hammer Church Law and Tax, you're going to find that the numbers, those who are paid at the 25 percentile, the 50 percentile, the 25 percentile. For those of you who don't, you're not math-oriented this way, the 20, if, if someone is paid in the 75 percentile, that which is what we recommend, we recommend that you get to the 75 percentile. That means... 25% of pastors are paid more than you. 75% are paid less. Now, let me just have a little fun with this. I'll deal with church boards and church board when it comes to compensation. And here's one of the first questions. Well, what's the average? To which I then say, okay, do you have an average pastor? Oh, no, no, no. No, we have an above average pastor. <laughs> okay, you have an above average pastor, but you want to know the average. Don't pay average. Who wants an average pastor? You don't want an average pastor. You want an above average pastor. So therefore, you want your compensation to be above average. So you want to pay at the 75 percentile mark. Uh, Ministry pay, by the way, shows 90 percentile, 75, 50, and 25, I think. Point being, you want to get your numbers to be and pay at the 25 percentile. 75 percentile. percentile. And and if you're not there, lots of churches aren't there. 
the church I was just dealing with here a few weeks ago was not even close. Well, I would recommend taking a couple of years to work yourself to that point. So you probably, unless you've got money growing on trees, I haven't found a lot of trees, a lot of churches like that, you're probably not going to just be able to do it overnight. But you do need to move that direction, and you need to do it probably within about two to three years. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. No, that's really good. Okay, what else we got okay. here? Well, um, so then the uh, next thing that needs to happen is as you're looking to uh, increase the pastor's salary, <clears throat> excuse me, is to look for non-salary ways yeah. to help pay the pastor, to compensate the pastor. So there's some little tricks of the trade. This, where, guy's, this guy's good on this one. This guy's good on this uh, one. <laughs> well, where you, you are compensating them, but you're not compensating them through uh, salary right. and through and the, the benefits. It's not showing up on their W-2. It's there's other things you can do. And so you need to look for what are some ways we can take care of the pastor uh, for like things that he already pays for or she already pays for that the church can just pay for instead. So classic cases, um, if I can use this example, is I know a pastor who the church actually pays for their lawn care. So instead, they, you know, the, so that the pastor can focus on the ministry and not be bogged down with just taking care of their home and all that. It's like, well, hey, why don't we just take care of your lawn care? It's one less thing for you to do personally, Pastor. And it's a way for the church to, to help yeah. and provide. And it's just a simple thing like that. Now, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a, a tax guy, so I don't know how that works logistically. I don't know if you... Well, I'm sure there'd be some CPA or attorney someplace who would yeah. say, you're going to have to make that taxable. But... Uh, you know, and well, over, so talk to your CPA. Yeah, talk to your CPA. But I mean, it's called be, be nice to your pastor. Do do some nice things for yeah. them that uh, don't show up on the you know salary, housing, benefits kind of thing. Yeah. And your pastor would be grateful for that. Yeah. Uh, number four is do not make comparisons to what uh, people in the church make. I think this is a very very important point mm-hmm. that you know when it comes to setting the salary, it doesn't matter what the the board members how much money they make. Uh, whether they make way more or way less, it doesn't matter about the, the people in the church. Is you need to pay based on the data mm-hmm. that we talked about in the in the first point here of what is what is the you know for lack of a better word the market what's the market yeah, what's the market say yeah yeah so the reality is uh, pastors are in a yes they're in a spiritual field as called of God, but they're in a market of people that's different than a plumber, a lawyer, a stay-at-home mom, and a surgeon. Yeah. And honestly, I've used this with, with church boards that'll say, well, people in our church aren't getting raises, so pastors shouldn't get a raise. Or, you know, our people don't make that kind of money, so our pastors shouldn't make that money. Well, if you use that rationale all the way through, that would say to pastors, uh, you need to pastor only rich churches. If they want to make more money. Yeah, if you money. want to make money, you want to pastor only rich churches. Never pastor a, a, a lower economic church. Well, what kind of sense does that make? Right. That, that is just wrong. Yeah. So you, you pay pay per the market of pastors using the data that we just talked exactly. about. Yeah. Okay. Good. Number five. Uh, the other thing to do that can be helpful. Now, this you're going to think I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. But is to... Um, is to look at your community because that is factored in those, um, particularly in the uh, Richard Hammer uh, church law and tax. Um, look at your community. What does a school superintendent make? What does a chief of police or, or fire chief make in your community? Uh, so those are secular comparisons to, to the leader of the church. Sure. So the leader of the schools, 
leader of uh, a, a, a public entity, police, fire, uh, or fire department, leader of a church. Those yeah. are other legitimate comparisons to make. Yeah. And then the final thing you want to make sure to remember is that you make this a part of the board minutes. So that way every time, every fall or whenever it comes time for you to do the annual salary uh, increases, that it's it's on the board agenda. And that's so helpful because then it doesn't force the pastor to have to try to bring this conversation up. Yeah. Um, rather, it's just expected that this conversation is going to happen. Right. And and then that kind of helps make things a little bit easier for, especially for the pastors, they're trying to talk about the board because it's, it's just, it can be awkward for yeah. pastors. They, you know, they don't want to, um, they don't want to feel like they, you know, are asking for money all the time, but we do need to be taking care of them. And so, so here's the way this works. Pick a month, November. You've just done the compensation for the pastor. Okay. The pastor should say to the board, board, do you do you want us to, should we be putting this on the agenda every October, November to talk about? And you know what the board's response is going to be? Yes, pastor, do that. Then put that in the November minutes. The board recommended that the, that the subject of compensation be brought up at the October or November meeting yeah. every year. Yeah. So when next year comes around, Pastor, you're not feeling like you're just bringing it up because you want money. What you're doing is you're doing what the board minutes said to do. Yeah. You'll say the next year, hey, guys, you'll remember in the minutes of the November blah, blah, blah meeting last year, you said to bring this back up. So I'm bringing it back up. Yeah. I mean, you're really going to make it a lot easier for yourself if you do that. Yeah. That's anyway. good. Well, hey, let me just summarize. We covered a lot of ground here and uh, this time together today. So let me summarize real quick uh, the six points we mentioned on how to pay the pastor well and what to do in order to make this happen on a regular basis. The first thing is to um, uh, obtain comparative data. Second thing is to target to pay at the 75th percentile. Third thing is to look for non-salary ways to pay the pastor. Uh, fourth is do not make comparisons to what people in the church make. Uh, fifth thing is to make local comparisons with other um, uh, entity or other positions, uh, maybe in the community. And then the sixth and final thing is to make part of the board minutes, the board minutes that the pastor is to put compensation on the board agenda every time in that fall, October, November, or whatever. Um, any final thoughts on that? No, I, I think we've covered it, and uh, this is very, very important to pay attention to the detail of this. If you'll do this. You really are gonna you're gonna put aside these tension points and this argument, and frankly, the uh, the church is gonna move forward because uh, they're gonna operate the way God would want the pastor be uh, compensated. Yeah, that's good. Well, I want to make a quick announcement that next week we are launching a brand new ministry course Boom. for kids pastors. And so if you um, are a kids pastor by chance, or if you have a kids pastor at your church, you have to get this. This yep. is a 44, 44 video. Yep. So 44 video course. I mean, it's like a straight up, uh, basically it's online education. It's part of our church university online education for yep. pastors. And so these are full blown courses that we produce. And this course is just chock full of gold nuggets. Oh my goodness. And it it is, is so good. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So Stay tuned uh, to that coming up next week, launching next Wednesday. And uh, we're excited to be able to make that available to you as well. If you have not yet done so, subscribe. Whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening on one of the, the podcast 
platforms, make sure to subscribe and we'd be honored if you'd rate and review this podcast so that way we can continue to get the word out and help other pastors get the church tips they need to go to the next level. So thanks so much for being with us today. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.